Wasn't nothing I could do then that I can't still do. I can ride more miles, find more cows, and rope more calves. He quit talking, for Skip's satisfied grin said he had thrown out the bait and Huey had swallowed it hook and all. Huey never understood why some buttons barely weaned from mother's milk took such pleasure in warting their betters. His nephews would never do such a thing, not Cotton or Tommy. They showed respect, even when he knew they disagreed with him. He wished he had one of them here now instead of this reckless kid with more brass than good sense. They could teach Skip something about manners. If he put his mind to it, he could almost feel sorry for the youngster, born too late to see Texas before the grasping hand of civilization reached out and spoiled it. Huey had ridden across more country than Skip was likely ever to see. He had driven cattle to the Kansas Railroad and had broken Bronx from the Rio Grande to the Canadian Line. He had shipped out to Cuba under Teddy Roosevelt. He had traveled horseback across much of the West before it was parceled out by barbed wire fences and ribboned with roads for the automobile. Skip would never have that opportunity or even realize what he had missed. Huey Calloway had done it all, yet here he was, still in the prime of life. He would admit, when he looked into a mirror, that his hair and his whiskers showed about as much gray as brown, but that was a sign of maturity and reliability. If his joints sometimes ached when he threw the blankets aside of a morning, most of the pain faded once he got the muscles working and the blood flowing freely. He was sure he was a better hand now than he had ever been. He would never ask, but he was probably drawing down five or ten dollars a month more than Skip or the other weanlings on this outfit. At least it should be. He could ride anything they could and rope rings around them. If a genie were to pop out of a whiskey bottle and offer him three wishes, Huey would give one or two of them back. There wasn't much he would change beyond tearing down the fences and ditching all the automobiles. Anybody who couldn't get where he was going on horseback or in a wagon was in too much of a hurry. The kid offered, You want to ride my bronc a little while just to keep your hand in? There's no fight left in him now. You've already spurred it out of him. A real hand didn't let some button sweat the rough edges from a bronc and then turn it over to him as if he were too old to do it himself. Huey could still do it himself any time he wanted to. And he often wanted to for he still enjoyed a good contest between man and horse. The J-Bar crew was rounding up two-year-old steers to ship to Kansas for summering on Flint Hill's grass, but the wagon boss had sent Huey and Skip to look for a bunch-quitting bull that had fled from yesterday's drive. It had evaded three years' worth of roundups, the branding iron and knife, and had left a long scar across the chest of one unlucky cow pony that had not moved out of its way. The bull had a reputation for being easy to find, but hard to catch. The few pursuers it had not outrun, it had outfought, so most local cowboys accorded it an averted gaze. It ranged in one of the narrow, brushy canyons that time and rainfall had carved through the Davis Mountains. Grazing mostly in the dark of the night, it drank from the small and hidden Tinajas, depressions that eons of runoff water had scoured from flat rock. 
The solitary maverick responded to its mother's wily longhorn blood, which overpowered the gentler influence of its Hereford sire. Old man Morgan Jenkins was trying to breed the longhorn blood out of his herd, and this bull was putting its outlaw stamp on too many calves to suit him. Such brush-popping fugitives furnished entertainment to cowboys who loved the chase, like Huey and Skip, but they were a financial albatross to ranchers and their bankers. Huey was bothered a little when Skip was the first to spot their quarry. He knew his own eyes were still sharp enough. He figured Skip just happened to be looking in the right direction at the right time. Huey stepped to the ground and tightened Biscuit's cinch so the bull's strength and weight wouldn't pull his saddle down on one side. Skip took no such precaution, and Huey was not given to offering advice that had not been asked for. If the kid was half as smart as he thought he was, he shouldn't have to be told. Skip had a way of turning routine into a contest. Reckon that old horse...